as you please turn your Bibles to the book of Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 11. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 11 as we stand for the reading of the word of the Lord. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 11. Let's read together as a big family. Hebrews 11 verse 11. One, two, go. By faith, Sarah herself also received strength to conceive seed. And she bore a child when she was past the age, because she judged him faithful who had promised. Let's read one more time. But faith, Sarah herself also received strength to conceive seed, and she bore a child when she was past the age, because she judged him faithful who had promise in chapter in verse one the bible says and faith is the by faith for now faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen for by it the elders obtained a good report and verse 11 he now talked about a woman called sarah who was almost the carbon copy or the reflection of her husband abraham and this is what, what the scriptures said about Sarah. It says, Sarah herself also received strength to conceive and she was able to bear a child even though she has passed the age. For one reason, because she judged God faithful who had promised. It's been weeks in which we have listened to the word from the throne and the wisdom of the Lord has prevailed upon us. Now it is time for you to sit on that judgment table and exercise the wisdom of the Lord in which he has endured upon you. It is time for you to ask yourself what do you say concerning God? If you are the judge of life will you judge him faithful by the reasons of what he has done or what he is yet to do? Or can we say we will judge God this morning unfaithful because he's yet to do a couple of things in which we're looking forward to? Be the judge this morning. Is God a faithful God or is he an unfaithful God? Jesus on that cross said, Father, why hast thou forsaken me? The same cry that we do almost every time and we see God as an unfaithful person. But be the judge this morning. Is God a faithful God? or an unfaithful God. And so I bring you the message I've entitled, I will judge God faithful. Praise the name of the Lord. As you close your eyes, as we pray together, and so Lord in heaven, we thank you for your word that is about to come. We ask that the entrance of your word will bring light and illuminate our hearts, that we may be able to receive the engrafted word of the Lord. And we ask for everyone that have come into this house, we will not leave here remaining the same. We're thankful, O oh Lord, because you always hear us, and this morning will never be an exception. Blessed be to the name of the Lord. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Let your amen be as loud as a thunder. Amen. Before you say, turn to two people, say, I will judge him faithful. Turn to the second person, I will judge him faithful. And turn to the third person and tell the Lord, I will judge him faithful. Amen. Hebrews chapter, Deuteronomy rather, chapter 7 verse 9. This is what the scripture says. It says, therefore, know that the Lord your God, he is God. Deuteronomy 7 verse 9. Therefore, Know that the Lord your God is what? His God. Know that the Lord your God is what? Also, know that the Lord your God is a faithful God who keeps 
covenant and mercy for how many generations? A thousand generations. With those who love him and keep his commandments. Know therefore, praise the name of the Lord, celebrate God. Know therefore that this God is not just God. He is also called the faithful God. He says, this God keeps covenant. This faithful God keeps covenant. If you've lost counts of the covenant he keeps, this is a reminder this morning that this God does what? Keeps what? Covenant. Things are not going as smooth as everybody in this room expects. And so it is normal for us to think maybe God is not faithful to his word. Deuteronomy 7 verse 9, know therefore that this God is a faithful God. He is God and he keeps what? Covenant. He is a faithful God. This morning we're going to look at two sides or two sides or two kinds of people. We're going to look at the people that came after Abraham or during the time of Moses, which we all fall. And we're also going to look at the kind of people who are the Abrahamic type of persons. And there is only one kind of that person. And his name is what? Abraham. We're going to look at Abraham and we're also going to look at the children of Israel after Abraham. And we're going to see how all in all this where we fall. And if we can be the judge, the wise judge that will say, is God faithful or God is not faithful? Praise the name of the Lord. Now let's go to the scriptures. First Corinthians chapter 10 verse 1 to 3. I'm going to show you something and then we'll move on. This was what Paul was saying. He says, moreover brethren... I do not want you to be unaware that all our fathers were under the cloud. Multimedia help us. 1 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 1. Moreover, brethren, I do not want you to be unaware. Now this is talking to everyone that all our fathers were under the cloud. I ask you one more time. How many of our fathers? How many? All of our fathers were under the cloud. And it says all of our fathers were under the what? The sea. How many of our fathers were under the sea? All of our fathers. How many were under the cloud? All were under the cloud. Verse 2 then says, And all of them were baptized into Moses in what? In the cloud and in the what? In the sea. So all of them were under the cloud and all of them were under the what? The sea. Now, what they did not understand is what Paul is saying. He says that sea and cloud experience is what Paul is calling the baptism into Moses. What it means is that they had the experience, a taste of the faithfulness of God. So they could see with their eyes that God was faithful when he parted the waters. They could see with their eyes that the Lord was faithful when he led them by the cloud. Nobody told them, they saw it with their eyes, that God was what? Was faithful. That was one of the biggest miracles that were read up until the first time of the Corinthians. That God was faithful. He led them, all of them, under the cloud. He led all of them under the what? Under the sea. So there was no reason why they could say that the Lord himself was not faithful. Now I'm going to show you two things or two types of people. This set of people were the people that God said, for example, I'm going to give you a billion dollar check. And you have seen God do it before. God has given people billion dollar checks. 
God gives you a billion dollar check and he signs on it. If God puts his signature, does that guarantee you're going to take it? Almost certainly yes. And we're going to see the type of people, a set of people who the Lord himself described of Abraham, that God said, I was going to give you a billion dollar check. I was going to give you a billion dollar. He never gave him a check and never signed on that check. Abraham, God told him, I'm going to give you a billion dollar. He did not give him a check, neither did he sign the check. And I'm going to show you the type in which the scripture is talking about here, where God gives us a billion, promises us a billion dollar check, gives us the check, and signs on the check, yet we still doubt if God is faithful. But Abraham was only told, I'm going to give you a billion dollar, without the check and without a signature. Praise the name of the Lord in advance. So First Corinthians says, these people, they saw God open the sea. And they also saw God lead them by the cloud. And he said, yet they did not believe that God will lead them to the promised land. Now, this falls, this takes us to where we all fall. Where God has spoken his word. We've heard testimonies. We've seen the handwork of the Lord. But somehow, we still don't believe that the Lord is going to do some things. We still doubt God. And we still judge him to be unfaithful because he's yet to do just one thing or two in our lives. Now let's delve deeper. He says, they were all under the cloud. And verse 3 says, they all ate the spiritual food. Verse 4, they all drank the spiritual water. For they drank the water which was the spiritual rock. And it says that followed them. And it said the rock itself was Christ. Now, these are four miracles that Paul laid out. The first was the miracle of the manna. They all ate of the bread. The second was the miracle of the water. They drank the water from the rock, which was Christ. The third was the miracle of the cloud. God led them by day and by night. And the fourth was the miracle of the sea. He parted the waters. Now, look at what Romans chapter 3, verse 3 then says concerning it. For all these people that the Lord led, that they saw the parting of the water. They saw the, 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 the leading by the cloud. They saw all this. Verse 3 says, For what if some of them did not believe? Now, most of them did not believe that God could lead them to the promised land, even when we saw the parting of the water and all the miracles. He says, this was what God did. Paul, does, the writer of Romans says, Will their unbelief make the faithfulness of God without effect? Verse 4 then says, certainly not. The fact that you are seated down here, doubting God, can God do it? The reality is, that wouldn't change the faithfulness of God. Because he is God all by himself. Now, one of the messages that will resound in my head forever is a message that senior pastor preached about hope. Can you remember when your faith falls to the hope level? I've never heard it that way. You know, we've always thought that when God doesn't answer our prayer, maybe we, were not, we didn't have enough faith. But God is answering some prayers, not because you have enough faith. It's because he by himself cannot stop doing what he said that he will do. So it is not how good you are. So, 1 Corinthians 10, verse 10 down says, These were examples for you 
Let's go back to 1 Corinthians chapter 10. Multimedia, help me. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 1 to 3. Now he says, all these people saw these things, but they did not believe. Verse 11, watch what he then says in verse 11. He says this in verse 11. Now all these things happen that they may be example to us and we written for your admonition upon the end of time. Now verse 13. Even if you don't believe, even if we don't judge him faithful, because God did not do one thing. God did not do the second. We are waiting. Verse 13 says, for no temptation, nothing you are going through today is new on the surface of the earth. Do I have a witness? There is nothing we will go through that is new on the surface of the earth. It says nothing that is very uncommon to man. But it says God is what? God is faithful. God is what? God is faithful. Who will not allow you to be tempted? So whatsoever we are going through, the reality is that God is what? God is faithful. I don't know how you will judge him. Maybe he has not heard your answer, but God remains what? Faithful. Now, let's keep that aside. I'm going to now show you what or how Abraham did his own. Now, the four miracles, remember, the parting of the waters. The second was the leading by the cloud. Then we had the manna, and then we had also the water from the rock. In all this, they never believed. In all this, we still doubt God. In all this, we still say, can God still do it? When God doesn't seem to show up, it is normal that we question the faithfulness of God. Because we think God will come to us the way we want him to do it. So God has shown us miracles. He has shown us his power. Yet we still doubt him. There is no problem. Now I'm going to show you how Abraham did it. When we see how Abraham did it, then you will know that we have no excuse but to believe him. When we show and see how Abraham did it, then we will all judge together. If this God is actually a faithful or an unfaithful God. Praise the name of the Lord. Now, Romans chapter 4, verse 1. Romans chapter 4, verse 1 and 3. This is what the scripture says. It says, What then shall we say, what then shall we say that Abraham our father has found according to the flesh? Verse 2. For if Abraham was justified by works, it has something to he has something to boast about but not before God. Now verse 3 then says, for what does the scripture say about Abraham? I want you to be attentive now. He says for Abraham believed and it was counted unto him as what? As righteousness. Abraham did what? Believed and it was counted to him as what? As righteousness. Genesis chapter 15 from verse 5 to 6. The same words were used. Genesis 15 verse 5 to 6. Verse 5 the Bible says, And God promised Abraham, He says, for, for if you come outside and you will see, Look at the stars, As you number them, so shall thy seed be. Verse 6. Watch what it says. He says, And Abraham did what? Believed. And it was counted to him as what? Righteousness. Romans chapter 4 verse 2. Now you begin to wonder why does scripture repeat this over and over again? It says for if Abraham was justified by what he has nothing to judge about verse 3 then says for Abraham believed it was counted to him as righteousness. I'm going to read the last one. Galatians 3 verse 6 he also says just as Abraham Galatians 3 verse 6 just as Abraham believed God and it was counted to him as what? 
righteousness. How many scriptures? We can go deeper, you will see more scriptures that talk about that same action. Abraham believed and it was counted to him as what? Righteousness. They were particular, different writers. Abraham believed it was counted to him as righteousness. They could not phantom how Abraham would believe what God said with just his mere mouth. Now, this is what's why. The children of Israel saw the promise or the miracles of God. So it was easy for them to believe. Before the time of Abraham, there was no great miracle that God himself had done. There were no parting of the waters. There were no leading by the cloud. They only knew God as the God Almighty. The Almighty God. All that they knew was Almighty God. That is why the scripture says in Genesis, the Bible says, and when God appeared to Moses, he said, I appeared to Abraham, I appeared to Isaac and to Jacob, I appeared to them as Jehovah, the Almighty God. And he said to Moses, from henceforth, I'm going to appear to you by my name, which is called Jehovah. Jehovah means God is God appears to you by the reason of your need. So if you are hungry, he comes to you as Jehovah Jireh. He provides for you. If you lack peace, he comes to you as Jehovah Nisi. If you, if you are in trouble, he comes to you as Jehovah Sabbath. So he comes to you per need. Before then, God doesn't appear to people per need. So he said, I was going to come to you as Jehovah. So we've seen God in different spheres and shapes. We've seen people share testimonies and will bless God by meeting their needs. But Abraham never had anything to hold on to. There was no parting of the sea that he could believe on. Now, and so God appeared to Abraham and he said, I was going to bless you and increase you and I will multiply you. And the Bible says, by that word, Abraham did what? Believe. Now, let me show you why Abraham believed and was counted to him as righteousness. In Genesis 31 verse 48, for every covenant, for every word of God to come to swear, there's something called a seal or a sign that must be done. So God, for everything, if somebody says anything, he must put it up in a sign and a seal. When Laban and Jacob made a covenant, the Bible says, and when they agreed, they set up an altar. The altar was a sign of a seal. In the time of Noah, Genesis 9 verse 12 to 13, this is what the scripture says. And God said to Noah, from henceforth, I'm not going to, and God said, this is a sign of the covenant which I will make between you and for every living thing in your generation. What God was saying, verse 13, he says, I will not destroy the world anymore. And so God had to put up a sign. There must be a sign to show what God said. Now, when God appeared to Abraham, there was no sign of what God was doing. So God only spoke to Abraham without a sign. And the sign that God gave him, he took him many years afterwards before God could show Abraham the sign. This is what I'm saying. When God said to Abraham, I will bless you, it's the same thing as saying, I will give you a million dollar check. He did not give him anything to hold on to. He did not give him a seal or a sign. So Abraham believed and it was counted to him as righteousness. It took us to Genesis chapter 17. Multimedia help us with that. Genesis chapter 17 and verse 10. And this is what the Lord said in verse 10. 
He said, this is my covenant which I will keep with you. He says, with you and your descendants, every male and every every male amongst you will be circumcised. And he says, and you shall circumcise them from the foreskin, and it shall be a what? A sign of the covenant between who? You and me. Now, the circumcision was the sign of the covenant between who? Abraham and God. But when God made the promise initially, did Abraham believe or not? He believed, even without the word, the sign. He didn't see a miracle, yet he believed. He didn't see the parting of the sea, yet he believed. And so that is what God is saying. He said, Abraham believed, even without the miracle of the sea. This is where I'm going to. Romans chapter 4, verse 1 to 3. Romans chapter 4, verse 1 to 3. Now, the scriptures in Romans now breaks it down. He says, be careful. Romans chapter 4, verse 1 to 3. He says, what shall we then say concerning Abraham? For if Abraham was justified by works, he has something to boast about. For what have we said to say Abraham? Abraham believed God and it was counted to him as righteousness. Now, let's go to verse 10. Now we get a better understanding. How then, this is Paul speaking, he says, how then was it accounted to him? How then was Abraham able to do it? While he was circumcised or while he was uncircumcised. So I ask you, when did Abraham believe God? Was it after he was circumcised? Which means... Was it after he received the sign or before he received the sign? Before he received the sign. Abraham believed God before he received the sign. So he did not have any clue of what God can do. He did not know that God can part the waters. He did not see God parting the waters or doing the great miracles that he did with Moses. But Abraham still did what? Believed God. So we are seated down here if you want to judge abraham abraham believed it was counted to him as righteousness without having a sign this day we have seen god do his miracles we have seen god wrought his miracles we have the sign and we have the seal and yet we struggle to believe that god can still do it abraham did not have a sign he did not see the parting of the waters, yet he believed that God could do it. This day, God has shown up in different manners and in different ways, just like the time of Moses. He has shown us all that he could do. He has even given us a sign. Remember, the scripture says, for Jesus has come and has become our new circumcision. So you have the sign of the Holy Spirit, which is the circumcision, that Jesus or God can do it. Abraham did not have all that, yet he believed what God could do. These days, we have seen people go to the hospital. We have seen women give birth to first, second, and third child, and then they come out alive. We've seen also women go to the labor room and not come out alive. We have seen all this miracle. Abraham did not see all these miracles, yet he believed what God could do. The question we'll ask ourselves this morning is, is God unfaithful when he says he will do it and yet he's about to yet to do it? 
if Abraham could believe God, even when the sign was not there, how much more you and I, that we have seen the parting of the sea, that we have seen the miracles of the cloud, and we have seen the miracles that he, do, that he does day after day. Wouldn't we yet believe that God can do it? Now judge for yourself. Is God still the faithful God that we know? Is he still the faithful God that we know? Yes, he remains faithful. So the scripture then says, For Abraham believed even while he was yet to be circumcised. Now let's delve deeper. Colossians chapter 2 verse 11. Colossians chapter 2 verse 11. This is what the scripture says. It says, In him you were also circumcised with a circumcision made without what? Without hands. So if anybody is looking for a sign this morning, God is saying, For in Jesus Christ we receive the circumcision that is not made of hands by putting off of the blood of sins of circumcision. Verse 12. Verse 12 then says, buried with him in baptism what he's saying in essence is that we have all received the sign of what god can do by the seal of the lord jesus christ abraham did not receive those seal yet he believed sarah did not receive those seal yet she believed how much more you and i what god is saying in essence is this i have told you i can do it I have given you the check that I can do it. And I have signed which is the seal that I can do it. Abraham did not receive any check that God could do it. He did not receive any signature that God could do it. Yet he believed God before then. Now that you have seen and known that God can do it. If there is anything yet that God is yet to do in our lives. What Paul is saying is how much more you and I. Are we not supposed to believe what God can do based on what he has done before and what we have seen him done before? And so you be the judge. When we say God is not faithful, when we say God is not good, when we say God is yet to answer our prayers, the question is, has he not given us enough sign that he can do it? Has he not given us his word that he can do it? If there is something the Lord is yet to do, I come to announce to you that that God is still faithful and he will come true to us in Jesus' name. Now, we get to look at three ways. The three things we need to hold on to because the enemy is very tricky. He's going to remind us day after day that the Lord may not do it. Number one, we need to understand that God is faithful to his word because he cannot deny himself. 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 13. 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 13. Now, this is what God says. 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 13. He says, even if we are faithless, even if we are faithless, that God remains what? Faithful. Even if we are what? Faithless, God remains what? Faithful. Now you need to hold that to your mind. That God cannot deny himself. 2 Timothy 2 verse 13. Give it verse 14 now. Verse 14 or bring it up on the Bible slide. 2 Timothy 2 verse 13. He says, even if we are what? Faithless. That God remains what? Faithful. Why? Because he cannot what? Deny himself. 
So if there is any reason why we need to say and judge God faithful, it's because he cannot deny himself. Even when we are faithless, he says God remains what? Faithful because he cannot deny himself. If there are times when we are going through issues of life, if there are times when things are tough, one thing we should hold up to mind that God cannot and will not do what? Deny himself. Praise the name of the Lord. Romans 3 verse 3 which we read earlier, the Bible says, and even when they do not believe, that cannot stop the faithfulness of God. Irrespective of what you go through, even when some of us don't believe that God that in itself cannot make God unfaithful to what he has spoken. One of the things you should do, hold God to his word. Hold him because he cannot what? Deny himself. Number two, you need to keep our eyes off the pain. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 2. Number two, we need to keep our eyes off the pain. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 2. This is what the scripture says in Hebrews chapter 12 verse 2. It says looking up unto Jesus who is the author and the finisher of our what? Of our faith. This is what Jesus did. He says who for the joy that was set before him he did what? Endured the cross. Did he go through trials? Yes. But he did what? He endured the cross. The Bible says, despising the shame and is now seated at the right hand of the right hand side of God. So what he's saying is, if there will be any example that will keep us going, he says we need to keep our eyes off the words, the pain. Now there's a movie called The Shark. This was one of the insights of it. He says, when all you see is your pain. When all you see is what God is yet to do. When all you see is the pain that, you, that surrounds you. If all what we see, if we set our eyes on the things that God is yet to do, what it means, we're going to lose sight of who? Lose sight of God. That is why Hebrew then says, looking unto Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of our faith. Let's take a clue from him. The Bible says he went through the pains, but he only looked out for the world, for the victory that was set before him. We need to keep our eyes off the pain, and only then will we judge God faithful. Praise the name of the Lord. Number three, we need to understand that every promise of God has been sealed in you. God's promises are sealed in you. Now we're going to look at that a little deeper. Second Corinthians chapter 1 verse 20. Second Corinthians chapter 1 verse 20. It says, for all the promises of God are in who? Are in him and yes. And he said, are in him and yes. Yes and in him, amen. All the promises of God are yeah and amen. Which means he cannot break what he has said. Now, this is what he means. Remember, he says, for you, in, we ourselves are sealed with the promises. When the children of Israel were going into Canaan, or when they got to the valley of Canaan, the Bible said, and God commanded Joshua. He said, in the beginning, I gave Abraham a seal. The seal was the seal of circumcision, which means that it reminds them that he was going to keep every covenant that he made. For 40 years, they sojourned in the wilderness. The, 
the people, the, every adult that saw that were circumcised had died in the wilderness. And so God gave Moses, God gave Joshua the, the, the instruction and said, the children of Israel at this point have no understanding of what he had done in the wilderness, the parting of the waters. And so he said to them, command them that every male child be circumcised, which means that the seal of his promise be imputed one more time on them. So that when they get to Canaan, this was what God was saying, Canaan had already been blessed. When you till the ground, it's going to germinate. You're not going to struggle so much. Lest you think that by your hands you have gotten this. And so God commanded Joshua and he said, You shall circumcise every male child that they will have the seal on their body. Now, God is now telling us in this, in this, in this generation that we ourselves also have the seal of the promise of the Lord. How do we know? Ephesians chapter 1 verse 13. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 13. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 13. This is what the scripture says. It says, In him you also trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation in which you have believed. You were sealed by what? By the Holy Spirit of what? Of promise. You were sealed by the Holy Spirit of promise. So what God is saying in essence is, every man and every woman seated in this room, we all have the seal of what God has spoken in our lives. If God says he's going to bless you and going to bless you indeed, he has the seal on you and so it will be in the name of Jesus. If God says he's going to bless the, the, the fruit of your womb, remember that you have the seal of that promise and so shall it be in the name of Jesus. If God says he's going to bless our business, we have the seal of that promise in us and so shall it be in the name of Jesus. And so, in closing, I want to bring it to the subjection and say, in all this, God still remains faithful. In all that we do, we may be struggling at this point, but he has given us a word. He has given us his promise. He has given us a sign. And he asks us this morning and is challenging us this morning to judge him faithful. The Bible says concerning Sarah, and it says, and Sarah believed, and she received strength, after she judged God faithful. I come to announce to you that that God still remains faithful and he is a faithful God in the name of Jesus. So we close by going back to Deuteronomy chapter 7 and verse 9. Deuteronomy 7 and verse 9. And it says, Therefore, Know that the Lord your God, he is God and he is a faithful God who keeps covenant to how many generations? To a thousand generations. If God is faithful, we are still in the generations where he's keeping his covenant. We are still in the generations where he's answering prayers and none of us shall be left behind in the name of Jesus. I'll ask that you rise to your feet this morning. Therefore, know that the Lord your God, he is God. The faithful God who keeps covenants and mercy for a thousand generations. Abraham had the word of the Lord come to him. 
and he believed even without the sign. Today we have seen the miracles of the Lord. We have seen the blessings of the Lord. And he has given us a seal and a sign in our hearts. I want us to judge God faithful this morning. If you are seated on the throne of judgment, if God is faithful or if God is not faithful, maybe there's something you are waiting on God for and he's yet to do it. The question is how will you judge God? Are we going to judge him by the things he's yet to do? Or are we going to remind ourselves of the things that he has done behind us? Of the miracles of the parting of the sea? Of the miracles of how far he has brought you? God is a faithful God. Irrespective of what we have seen. Irrespective of the challenges that we have. This morning we're going to judge him faithful. Above all the affairs of life. We're coming to understanding that in all that we do. That God himself cannot deny himself. We come into the understanding that we need to keep our eyes on the we need to keep our eyes off the pain and keep our eyes on the blessing of the Lord. And we're going to sing a song that reminds us of the faithfulness of God. And it is left for you this morning to judge him. Is he a faithful God? Or will you take away the pains and judge him faithful? Like Sarah, the Bible says, and she received strength to conceive because she judged him faithful. And this morning, we're just going to bless him and glorify his name for his faithfulness. Because this God is a faithful God and we will judge him faithful. Irrespective of what we're looking forward to, God remains a faithful God. And so we're going to sing his, this hymn and remind him of his faithfulness. And the song says, great is our faithfulness, O Lord my Father.
And so, Lord in heaven, we thank you because you are a faithful God. We give you praise, we give you honor. Irrespective of what we are going through, Lord, we remain resolute that we will judge you faithful. The Bible says we will go through the waters, but it shall not consume us. We will go through the fire, but it will not scourge us. Because the Lord himself will go with us, and we will judge him faithful in all that we will go through. The light of the day may not have come, but Lord will declare that we will judge you faithful in the name of Jesus. The miracles may not, not have come to the full reality, but Lord will stand this morning to say we will judge you faithfully respective in the name of Jesus. And so Lord, like Sarah, will come to the realization that our strength shall come when we judge you faithful. And so Lord will come with that full assurance that in all that we go through, like Sarah and like Abraham, by the seal of the covenant that is upon us, we will judge you faithful in the name of Jesus. For wisdom is profitable to direct. And so, Lord, we have come to this conclusion that God is a faithful God, that God is a merciful God, that God is a glorious God, and God is a gracious God, and God is a merciful God. Blessed be the name of the Lord in Jesus' name. Thank you, sweet Holy Spirit, because you remain a faithful God. And so, Lord, we thank you because we judge you faithful. Praise the name of the Lord. Thank you, sweet Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Praise the name of the Lord. The Lord be praised in Jesus' name. You may be seated. Hallelujah.